Hi, my fellow educators. Welcome to the Teacher's Impact Podcast. My name is Shani Marie Ogilvie, Certified Educator, and I am your host. If you are a teacher that wants to share or hear the opinions, experiences of other teachers, looking for innovative ideas for your classroom, learn how to apply research-based practices in your classroom, feel like your voice is not being heard because decisions are being made by people who haven't been in a classroom, then this podcast is for you. I have been in education for over 10 years and I've served in many different roles. I've been a classroom teacher, instructional coach, supervisor, and curriculum fellow. But in the end, my experience and passion for student achievement is what drives me. My hope is that we're able to share our expertise and knowledge, which helps us to learn and grow through these weekly episodes. On this episode, we'll be talking about differentiated instruction. A lot of teachers struggle with this, but it doesn't have to be difficult. Differentiated instruction is meeting the needs of different types of learners. You can differentiate by intelligences, content, process, or product. When planning your lesson, depending on your goal or objective, you can choose which way you would like to differentiate. And don't forget, if you want to keep up to date with what's going on with Teachers Impact, please check out the website at teachersimpact.net. So when thinking about differentiated instruction, the one thing that we want to make sure is that we know our students. This is a prerequisite. You can get to know your students in several different ways. One, you can use parent or student surveys. I used to send surveys out to students to find out their likes, dislikes, and interests, and it gave me a whole lot of data slash information. The other way to get to know your students is through observation. And I think this is an underrated tool in a lot of classrooms. A teacher can learn a lot about students by just observing them during class time, recess, and other activities. You get to see your students' personalities and how they handle different situations. So for example, if you have recess duties, one of the things that you can do is to just observe your students and see who they play with, who they like to speak to, how they handle conflict. When you're in the classroom, when your students are working, you should be observing them, finding out, okay, how are they navigating this content? And so that's one of the ways to really get to know your students. Another way is to have normal conversations with your students about the things that they tell you. Sometimes, you know, we have to use our discretion, but usually when a child opens up to his teacher with something you might think is insignificant, it's a big deal to that child. So as teachers, we shouldn't take it for granted and we should really listen. Not that you don't listen, but actively listen to what that student is telling you. And sometimes we get so overwhelmed with what's going on in the classroom, all the paperwork and everything that has to be done. We forget to really listen to our students. So we're going to get right into differentiated instruction. So when I think of differentiated instructions, I think of the word different. And so different in terms of I have to find different ways to meet the needs of my students. And based on my experience, I found that kids learn in different ways, such as visually, kinesthetically, 
orally or auditorily, musically, language or linguistic, and mathematically. Yes, there are other types, but most students will fall into one of these categories. And so when planning your lessons, you will need to think about how you can address these types of intelligences. And I'm going to give an example. If you're doing a math lesson on adding and subtracting, and just as a caveat, this is for an elementary level, you can do a song about addition and subtraction, which will help kids to remember what each operation does. With this, you're addressing the musical intelligence. You're incorporating music so that children who enjoy music, they will be able to remember the operations. Another example is orally. You can have students work together in pairs to talk about when to use each operation. And this also matches with the interpersonal. So you're having students talk to each other, make that interpersonal connection. And so you're addressing those intelligences and your differentiated instruction. And you're differentiating your instruction based on those intelligences. To continue with this example is you can have students use their bodies to form an equation with the symbols. And I know this seems a little bit out there, but it's worth it to try because you're differentiating through kinesthetics, through the body. There are students that love to move around, that love to dance. This is how you can engage these students to learn because they're actively using their bodies and you have a lot of children that learn that way. If you have students that can't get the wiggles out, that can't sit still, those are your kinesthetic learners and you have to find a way for them to use their bodies. The other type is linguistic. And with this, you can have students write a story problem that includes addition or subtraction. I have actually done these types of activities in my classroom and students are not only engaged more, but are excited about the content when they otherwise wouldn't be. And just a little bit more on the linguistic aspect of it. Students, these are students that love language. They usually love writing. And so writing a story problem is going to engage those types of learners. And I know that some teachers may be afraid to do things like this in their classroom, but your students will thank you for this because you're meeting them where they are and you're addressing how they learn and making sure that they learn the content that you're trying to get across to them. Another way to differentiate is through the content, the process, or the product. Differentiating the content means that you're adjusting the content to meet the learner's level. For example, there is a popular online website that has articles for students called News ELA. And the teacher is able to adjust the reading level of the article so that the student is able to access the article on their level. So if the student, for example, is a more gifted learner, they can read that article at a higher level. And if the student is a more average learner, they can access the article on that level. So that is differentiating the content. It's still the same content. There's all those levels are still reading the same, the same text or article, but it's on a different level. So yeah, however, it's still the same content, just differentiated for that learner. 
Readworks, a website, another website also does this by using Step Reads, which is a great website that has a lot of articles that can be differentiated using Step Reads. When differentiating process, you're differentiating how the student does something or the activities they do to understand the concept. For example, if you have a student that learns best in small groups, then when planning your lessons, you could include you could include a small group activity for that lesson. Another example, if a student has trouble completing a math problem, the teacher can bring in manipulatives to help the student complete the problem. So one student might not need manipulatives, so their process is different, but one student does need manipulatives. The two students are completing the the two students are completing the same problem, but the process of how they're complete. The two students are completing the same problem, but the process, but the process of how they complete the problem is different. And the last one is product. So when differentiating the product, it could be adjusting the length of paragraphs written. For example. Some students may be able to write five paragraphs while other students may only be able to do three paragraphs. So you're differentiating the product, what they have produced. Another example of this would be to allow students to create a short scene instead of an essay. And this goes back to, this ties back into the intelligences. So when you're having students create a short scene, instead of writing an essay, you're differentiating the product. Differentiating the product is great because as the teacher, you're able to see what the student understands in their means of expression. You really get to see, do they understand the content? Because if they can produce a product that you've assigned to them or that you've differentiated for their level, you'll be able to see what they understand and what they don't understand. You can also differentiate by grade level. I would not suggest this as a long-term strategy, but it is useful because all students need to have access to grade level content and above. So for example, once you have looked at your data, you can form student groups based on that data. You may have a group that is below grade level, at grade level or above grade level. You can then tailor your lesson plan to include guided instruction at these levels. For example, if you're teaching sequencing below grade level, for example, if you're teaching sequencing, below grade level would be to have students just tell you what they remember from the text without any kind of sequencing. For on grade level, you could have students tell you what happened only at the beginning or only at the middle or only at the end. Above grade level students, you can have them tell you the beginning, middle, and end, but then also have them change the sequence of events and then determine a new outcome. So you're differentiating based on the grade level slash ability. Again, I wouldn't use this as a long-term strategy, but it is helpful. Differentiated instruction may seem complicated, but it doesn't have to be. You just have to make a commitment that you will differentiate 
learn how to do it and keep tweaking as you learn more and more. Your students will definitely thank you. If you're not ready for differentiation and need help with classroom management, check out the classroom management template or the new mini training on classroom management at teachersimpact.net slash courses. All right, so our key takeaways from this episode. Number one, get to know your students. This is a prerequisite. Number two, differentiate based on how students learn, whether it be visually, orally, bodily, etc. Number three, differentiate based on the content, the process, or the product. Number four, differentiate based on grade level slash ability. And again, this is not a long-term strategy. And number five, commit to differentiation. Commit to differentiation in the sense that this is something that you're always going to be doing and you're not going to fall back of just doing what you already know, every, every child doing the same thing. Make that commitment. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the website, teachersimpact.net. If you found this content helpful, please share, favorite, and rate on your favorite podcast app. It helps the podcast to grow so that we can get more teachers to listen and to improve their craft. And so thank you again so much. You can email me at teachersimpacteducation at gmail.com. Or follow me on Instagram. My Instagram has changed. It is now at Teachers Impact Podcast. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Shani Marie O. Happy learning and growing.